Welcome to How to Actually Change the World. My name is Darvin Wentes. And I'm Ray Pearson-Ben. And we are your hosts. And we are here today with a really cool guest. This is Marily Daniela Monica Valentina. Did uh, I get that right? I'm so proud of yeah, you. Yeah. That's so, the coolest name I think I've ever heard. Such a cool name. <laughs> <laughs> so Marily is a student here at Regent. And she is in her MA in national security with a concentration in homeland security. Is that right. correct? Wow. Yes. Yeah. So Marily is awesome. And we are going to have a really fun time talking with her. But before we begin, please like, subscribe, go ahead and hit that bell notification. That way you can get notified every time an episode drops. And go ahead and leave a comment. Let us know your thoughts on some of the conversations. If you have any questions, uh, let us know. We'd love to hear them. So without further ado, Marily, how are you? I am doing great. First of all, very thank you very much to be here. Um, it's an honor to be here. Um, and I think um, we're going to have a great time. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's so easy to see how in her, her major, in her studies, how she is going to change the world. Mm -hmm. The thing about her is, though, she's already doing it, right? Mm -hmm. She's already doing it. And I had the pleasure of talking to her a few minutes. Uh, you have the pleasure of knowing her for quite a while. Mm -hmm. But I'm blown away by you and what God is doing with you. And so can you tell me a little bit about you? Because I think you said that you yeah. speak, what, not one, not two, but four. <laughs> yes. Four languages. So, um, again, my name is Marily Daniela Monica Valentina, and I am an international student from Curacao, the Dutch Caribbean. Um, I grew up there. I went to um, elementary school there and high school there. I graduated um, with my 19 years, and then... Um, during my senior year, I decided to further my education here in the United States. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, I do speak four languages fluently. Um, my first language is Papiamento. My second language is Dutch. My third is Spanish. English is the first language, the fourth language um, that I, you know, was able to study. And um, there's a couple of more languages like uh, Italian or Ukrainian uh, or Deutsch. Um, <laughs> now she's showing off. Yes. <laughs> As if four wasn't. Oh my gosh. But, uh, and the thing about it is, it, you introduced me to a word. What, it, what is the first language you said that you spoke? Papiamintu. That's something I had not heard. Mm -hmm. So, for folks who are, are watching who are like myself, can you give me a little bit of what that sounds like? Okay. So, um, I'll just introduce myself again in, okay. in my language. Um, bon tardi, publico presente. Mi nombre es Marily Daniela Monica Valentina y awe mita akinanang na e podcast di e Universidad de Regent, um, na Virginia Beach. Anto miti ng oportunidad akinanang di um, papiaku e publico di e henerangguta basic ta tendimi aworaki. Oh, that's wow. gorgeous. I hear a little Spanish is, in there. Is yeah. it right? It, it, yeah. It it does it have some Spanish like uh, like roots or was it? A root for some of Spanish? Well, uh, Curacao was discovered by Spaniards okay. in 1499. Okay. And then obviously we were, um, you know, taken over by the Dutchess. And that's how they brought slaves actually from um, Cape Verde, Africa, or mm. Guinea Bissau, or um, Ivory Coast. So that area of Africa, that's where they brought the slaves to the island and mm -hmm. they came with their own language. Mm. There's actually a village in Cape Verde that speaks, a, you know, a language that is very close to Papiamento. Um, and that all got mixed. So we yep. had, you know, a whole Creole, Portuguese, Dutch, mm. and Spanish 
and that actually became Papimentu. Wow. And in Papimentu, are you telling me that there are some origins of, of the homeland, um, like the original slave language? Yes. That's amazing yes. That, wow. that some of that history, because mm-hmm. I do think that's a beautiful thing to be able to maintain a little bit mm-hmm. of, of who you are. And yes, so indeed. it's a beautiful language. Thank yeah. you so much. That's awesome. <laughs> Man, you know, I, I always wanted to learn another language other than the ones that I'm I speak right now. I speak Spanish and English, but um, you know, I've always wanted to learn Italian. So when you told me you were learning Italian, I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Yes. Like Italian is so fun. She's she has, I guess, a, a, a gift for mm-hmm. doing languages, and it, that's beautiful. That's a wonderful thing, and it's certainly going to help you with what you're studying. Yes, definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So tell us a little bit about your studies. How, how has your experience been here at Regent? Um, it's been great. Um, I actually, before Regent, I transferred from Jacksonville State University. So I was doing criminal justice with a track in forensic investigation there. Um, I transferred here in 2018 and I completed my bachelor's in criminal justice. Mm-hmm. After that, I decided to further, you know, my education with a master's here in national security studies and a concentration in homeland security. Um, my aspiration is to one day become a forensic anthropologist. Mm. So I would like to, um, mm one day do a PhD in forensic science, okay. um, Lord willing, because yeah. we can yeah. plan all we want, oh, but yes. it's the Lord that will decide right? <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> what he does. Um, however, that's that's my aspiration, you know, um, in my professional career. Um, even like right now, I would love to land a job with NATO if I can mm. here wow. um, in Norfolk to stay mm-hmm. in the area because as an international student, as a region, recent graduate, we get the opportunity to do an optional practical training hmm. um, for a year here in the States. Um, so I am on the lookout to see um, well, where the Lord will send me next because I will graduate in about 75 days. Like I'll wow. Gra- yes, so wow. I'll graduate in December. Whoa, <laughs> that's great. And the thing about it is as, as blessed as you are because you have such a, a wealth of knowledge that wherever God takes you, it's gonna be a gift for them. So. Yeah. yeah, you know, you, you just told our audience that you're an international student. Yes. You know, you were born in Curaçao and that, like, it's got to be different. You know, there's got to be some differences that you would notice from America, some things that you like better here, some things that you like. Is the weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I> do, yes. <laughs> so, uh. Curaçao has a year-round summer weather. It's always in the 80s. Wow. Um, it's amazing. That's you can awesome. always go That's to unfair. the beach whenever you yeah. want. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, I've gotten to, you know, fall in love with the season mm-hmm. as I, you know, been living here for about six and a half years now. Um, but I really still will always, you know, like the weather in Curacao. Other than that, um, just um, the way that um, like the life of, uh, um, let's say, school is here, because mm-hmm. I know um, the students here, like high school students, maybe they go to school like from nine o'clock and then they get off like around four. Mm-hmm. But Curacao has a, a steady schedule from like 7.30. So we start school at 7.30 and we finish school latest, maybe two o'clock for high schoolers. Mm-hmm. And for elementary school, it's until 12.30, um, I think. Mm-hmm. So we, we start our days earlier than here. Gotcha. Um, and also food-wise. Um, mm, I'm ready. Yes, here in the States, um, dinner is at 7, 6 p.m., 7 p.m. Dinner in Curacao is between 12 and 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so I think that's something also that in the beginning I had to get accustomed to, you yeah. know, hey, I have to eat this a bit later. 
um, especially you know when I first came um, I was at JSU mm -hmm. and I had a full scholarship um, and the dining place obviously did dinner you mm -hmm. know around 5 p.m. 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. so I had to obviously adjust my way of eating of what I wanted to eat mm -hmm. you know midday yes and that's interesting too yeah. in, in between 12 and 2 o'clock so that's yeah. dinner so do you guys have some sort of meal after yes that? we do but it's very small gotcha. like maybe we would wake up in the morning have a normal sandwich um, or oatmeal or um, you know cereal um, and then around 11 I think we have a break in our school mm -hmm. so I would have I would have a sandwich again you know so just something to mm -hmm. you know hold off my hunger until I get home mm -hmm. when I get home my parents have cooked so we would eat maybe rice and chicken or there's a lot of stews Mm -hmm. or that's soup. what I wanted to hear about <laughs> yeah. because you talked about food and that is very interesting the times and I think that that's it's different in a lot of different countries yeah. at the time of days that people you know have their meals but what is it that um, you like that you found here in the U.S. that you liked mm -hmm. but what are the staples from your culture that you miss okay um, something that I liked here I think being in the south for two years, I really came to like cornbread and collard greens. Mm. Um, and then some things that I really like for my country is cow tripes. Okay. <laughs> it's something that we eat. It's like a, a first day of the year tradition. So my grandma would always make soup. Is that Huh? What, what is cow tripe? Cow, tri cow tripe, so the intestines of the cow. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. Delicacy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, do you prepare that? No, I have no idea how to do it, but my, my grandmother does it. <laughs> okay. Um, and then some other things that I like is soup, uh, okra soup. Okay. Mm -hmm. okra, I think it's okra. Okra. Okra soup. Um, or okra. I like the way you say it. <laughs> actually better. It's actually yambo. In my yambo. language, yambo. Yambo. Sopi di yambo. Does it grow in Curaçao? Um, yes, it does. Yeah. Yes. And we also, I think normally, like a normal on a normal basis, I would just eat rice and chicken and some vegetables. Okay. Um, yeah, and that's, that's basically it. You know, just have also a little bit of flavor of my grandmother being Dominican, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So um, we have gotten the opportunity to get to know you a little bit and we know you're very accomplished mm -hmm. uh would you tell us a little bit of some of your accomplishments i know we're gonna make her blush but <laughs> she's gonna have to okay. <laughs> um well starting before i came here to the states i did break the javelin throw record for my country wow um it was set in 2007 and in 2012 I discovered the sport of throwing a javelin. Wow. And in 2013, I officially broke the record. One year um, after discovering it. Yes. That, that is awesome. Because the, the, the first time that I <laughs> I was introduced to it, um, like... This sounds like a TV movie. <laughs> it really does. It really does. <laughs> so um, there was a competition taking place, and I was just doing shot put. You know, it's, it's more known mm -hmm. um, than throwing the javelin. And there was a competition and I went and I did the shot put. And then afterwards, there was only one girl that was um, um, scheduled to compete in the javelin that mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. And they were trying to find more people, at least to make it three, con you know, contestants mm -hmm. so that they can actually give out the medal, you know, number one, two and three. So my coach, you know, came to me and he was like, hey, I think um, you can do this. I said, I don't know what it is. I've mm -hmm. never seen it in my life before. 
I do not, I don't even know what it is because I've never seen it before. And he said, it's, it's okay. Um, do you, I know you like physics, right? And I'm like, yes, I, I really love physics. And so he went down in the dirt and he started to drawing like, you know, parabolas and lines and, you know, mm -hmm. to make it for me to understand something, you know, in physics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I did exactly what he told me to do. He, he told me if you just throw it too high, it will come down quickly. If you throw it too low, you will not get distance. You need to find the right angle to throw oh, the javelin wow. so that it can, you know, find a place to hang on like the wind and mm -hmm. then it will continue to go and come back so down. So it's not just strength because when I've watched it, you mm -hmm. know, on television before, I was thinking that it's people, technique. yeah. yeah. Wow. It's the angle of release. It's mm -hmm. the speed that you come with. It's how much power you can get into the throw yeah. when you mm. block. Yeah. Um, so that's what I did, and and she picked it up and got it in a year. Uh, yeah. It got it in a year to <laughs> break the record of her wow. country. Yes, and then the following year, um, I qualified for they call it Caribbean Olympics, which is Carifta Games. Um, that's exactly where Usain Bolt started, and mm. then you know he became the great the Bolt. Yes, the Bolt. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, and then the so I went to um, the Carifta Games that year in 2014. Mm -hmm. Um, but I got sick, so I really couldn't do what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, I finished 10th place. I still went and tried my best, but I literally was at the hospital 3 in the morning the day that I had to throw oh, the javelin. Okay. But I pushed through it. I did. I really tried you to had push the through it. Yes, and I got 10th place. Um, and I said, I'm going for it the next year. Mm -hmm. So the next year, I broke my record again. So I kept breaking my wow. record over and over again. I'm just like pushing the distance further mm -hmm. it started with my record being at a uh, number of 32 meters okay and right now it's all the way at 46 meters wow, wow. um so the following year i went to the Carifta games and then i finished fourth place and wow. i broke the record at that game mm. and then my distance that i threw at that Carifta games um was seen by a coach um that was at that time, coaching at Jacksonville State University mm -hmm. in Jacksonville, Alabama. He also saw a video that somebody created of me um, on YouTube. Um, they wow. did it for a, uh, um, a festival, a film festival okay. um, in Rotterdam, mm -hmm. um, Netherlands. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I think it's a god thing because the, the mm -hmm. coach said it just popped up on my screen. And I just saw this video of them talking about a documentary of a girl that does javelin throwing on the island. And that's how I tried to follow your tracks and saw your stats that what you did at the Carifta wow. Games. And he just sent me a, a Facebook message. Wow. You can't stop God. <laughs> no, mm -mm. you can't. No, you can't. And he always does it in a way that blows your mind. Mm -hmm. No way like you would have, you know, I have a suggestion for you, God. It's like, I got it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, and I really try to do that too, to just go where I feel that God is directing me to. Because before I decided to go to Jacksonville State University, I actually was um, um, recruited by FIU, Florida International University. Mm. Um, but there's always something that, you know, um, and I, it was prophesied upon my life too, that, you know, you're gonna go to a place where you don't even have to worry about the finances because mm. God is the God that provides no Amen. matter what. Jehovah Jireh. And Amen. so, one day before I had to give my final statement that I was going to FIU or I wanted to change the, the university, 
um, I got the message and the message said, you know, your full scholarship is here. I was initially only going to get 15,000 a year from FIU. And so for me to receive that message on Facebook, your full scholarship is here, everything, housing, you know, tuition, meals. I said, this is it. You know, this Mm -hmm. is the Lord telling me that this is the place that I need to go to. Mm -hmm. And so I did. That is just awesome. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We've been having a lot of fun talking about this. We do have to take a quick break, but we will be right back and we'll dive further into these awesome things that Madeli has been doing. So we'll be right back. Think you can change the world? So do we. Regent University offers Christ-centered associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees in more than 150 areas of study, including business, communication and the arts, counseling, cybersecurity, divinity, education, government, law, leadership, nursing, healthcare, and psychology. Courses are offered online and on campus in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Learn more at www.regent.edu. And we are back. We have been having a lot of fun talking about some of the cool things that Madeli has been doing in sports, particularly mm-hmm. in javelin throwing. Uh, now, that's not the end of it. Madeli no. has so much more to share with us. I so know. We just scratched the surface. We I just mean, scratched so it. There's so many things that you have accomplished that that you haven't you haven't mentioned yet and she's she's very humble but we're 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 nudging her forward uh uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've done when coming to the states now? okay so being in like when i came here to the states um my freshman year i ended up um winning um the championship in at jsu mm. um and then my sophomore year, I was able to actually qualify for the D1 NCAA track and field championships with the javelin. Um, and I um, I qualified on the 33rd place in the okay. East Coast Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up being on the 28th place oh, goodness. Um, wow. in NCAA on the East Coast preliminary, pre- preliminary round mm-hmm. in the NCAA D1 championships. Um, also that year, um, I qualified with a record-breaking throw. Um, till the day of today, I know that I still hold the record wow. of javelin throw at JSU. Um, and I also hold a post record, being the one female that threw the furthest throw at a uh, national outdoor championship for the university. Wow. Um, so my junior year, I transferred to Regents. And thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, God, for the gift. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so being here at Regent um, throughout my, you know, um, athletic career here, I was able to set seven records in track and field for Regent. And I also um, attained five All-American titles for Regent University. Wow. That is awesome. But the thing is, you guys, you say, (laughs) hold up. But wait. There's more. There's more. <laughs> so you're not done. That's the thing. No. Even though you're you're finished with your undergraduate studies, um, you're working on your master's. Mm-hmm. You know, I she probably done with that you've too. exhausted your. <laughs> I know, really. You've exhausted eligibility here. I did. Oh, yeah. Last here. semester was my last semester that wow. I was able to. But do. you did not say goodbye to the sport. No, I have not. What's next? I want to reach the Olympic Games with a javelin throw. Um, and possibly also with FIFA, 
Okay. Um, being here at Regent, um, three years ago, I was able to play as a guest player mm. for the soccer team. Wow. And then the year after... I didn't have a clue you did soccer. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I used to do soccer. It's not only track, um, but so with the Four soccer, languages, <laughs> academics. <sighs> oh, hold up. We did talk earlier. Spoken word. Yes. <laughs> That's like, what don't you do? <laughs> That's the question. Indeed, <laughs> that I, I don't know how to answer that, but it's probably just God. Um, <laughs> I'm just the vessel and he's yeah. just using me. Yes. Um, but with soccer, I actually had the opportunity um, to become the goalkeeper for region here. And I played on the soccer team last semester. Um, and my last semester on the soccer team, um, I think God really used me mm. in the goalkeeper mm. um, for the university and it got me also um, time for my country to you know acknowledge and recognize that they do have a a country you know um, person that plays soccer here in the states mm -hmm. as a goalkeeper mm -hmm. and so I was approached by my country's football federation and I got the opportunity in this past spring to compete in the FIFA qualifying rounds for my country as a national goalkeeper. Um, so I competed with my national team um, in February against two nations, um, Guatemala and St. Kitts and Nevis. Mm. Um, so that was a whole other experience mm -hmm. to play in CONCACAF, women CONCACAF as a national goalkeeper. Um, so as I, you know, want to get to the Olympic Games, um, I think another place that God would be able to use me is, you know, playing soccer too for mm -hmm. my for my country. That is awesome. Ooh. So you are just you love sports. Like yes. sports is is your world. You, uh -huh. you really love it. Would you tell us a little bit about how you have seen the Lord like change you in these last couple of years and and really mold you and and show you how you are to use these sports? Mm -hmm. Um, I think the enti my entire journey has been a very humbling experience. Mm. Um, not humbling um, in a way that um, I know that I can do it on my own or that I need God, but like it, I think God was truly speaking to me and telling me, no, you need to let me take control mm -hmm. in order to fully use you, mm -hmm. you know, to your fullest capacity. Mm -hmm. um, my freshman year, I won the championship. However, I don't think a lot of people knew that my first uh, month in college, I was diagnosed with a, an infection that mm. was growing inside my body. Mm. Mm. Um, it kept me from not being able to practice for months. Mm. Um, and then afterwards, um, I had to go through a very painful surgery mm. that literally was conducted on me maybe two months before the championship that I had to do. Um, so coming back after not being able to probably practice for the entire year mm. and was only able to compete in maybe two, three, four meets mm -hmm. to go to championships with my team mm -hmm. and beat everybody, mm -hmm. I know that that is Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It couldn't, it could have not been me because I know physically I did not have the capacity to do what I did. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but what were the thoughts though? And you know, I take to, I love to see how people persevere and yeah. how they use their faith in mm-hmm. those times of struggle, because it was it was as if you were your hands were tied behind your back, all the talent that was in your body just was held captive mm-hmm. be, by the infection. How were you dealing with that spiritually? Um, it propelled me to become more spiritually aware that I have to feed my spirit. Um, physically, I know I was weak, mm-hmm. but there's still a mental side. Mm-hmm. There's still an emotional side. Mm-hmm. There's still a spiritual side. Mm-hmm. Yes, physically is weak, but I have the power to become spiritually strong. Amen. To become mentally strong. Amen. Um, and I think that's how God actually showed me that no matter how weak you feel mm-hmm. in your in, in your physical, you still have the Holy Spirit inside of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that Holy Spirit can make your body do more than you think you can possibly do in that mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. So for those two weeks that I wasn't even able to practice before mm-hmm. the championships, I took it upon me to actually increase in my devotion time, mm-hmm. you know? And mentally strong as an athlete, um, or let's say strong, to be strong as an athlete is not only practicing and being out on track and running mm-hmm. and doing sprints. Um, that's just physical strength. Mm-hmm. But we have a mental side as an athlete. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I really do, and I do this all the time, especially before competing, it's like a routine now. Mm-hmm. It became a routine, is watching um, javelin throwers throw the javelin over and over and over and over again. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I just go on YouTube mm-hmm. and I have these three videos that I really like. Um, one of them is called You Versus Them. Mm-hmm. One of them is talking about the last um, three steps of a javelin throwing face. Um, and the other one is just like a hype song, you know, mm-hmm. to get you hype like you can do this. Mm-hmm. And it's just um, a compilation of many Olympians mm-hmm. throwing the javelin, like the last three steps throwing yeah. the javelin. And I just watched that over and over again. Um, and my coach, one thing that I got from my first coach ever too, is he always told me, visualize your throw. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people ask like, what do you think when you're you know, on the track and about to throw the javelin? The only thing that goes in my mind is my steps, mm-hmm. is, is what I'm envisioning. Mm-hmm. It's how many steps I'm taking. One, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, boom. That's all. And I do that a couple of times, and after that, it goes blank. Mm. Because my my mind, I tra- I'm training my mind to already do what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. So it becomes, you know, um, it becomes um, um, like a, a flow. It just flows out mm-hmm. to me because yeah. it already knows. Yep. Um, so that w- that's what I did the most. Yeah. Just devotion, increasing in my, you know, my time with God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and being aware and, and just talk to Jesus. Like, God, I know I... I am not strong right now, but I know that there's something stronger inside of me. Mm-hmm. And I know that you can use that to do your will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, so that was my freshman year. My, my, my sophomore year, even qualifying, I went through two injuries um, mm-hmm. with my ankles. Wow. Um, even emotional side, we had three EF3 tornadoes that actually hit the university that year. Oh, so that was like all in the news and it destroyed oh. major part of the campus. My goodness. Um, 
we were dealing with a spiritual attack. Mm -hmm. We were dealing with lockdowns um, and even us like international students unable to go in and out, you know, the area, um, even though we were blessed by a lot of parents that was there that was mm -hmm. they were cooking and bringing food to us because um, being on a full scholarship, this, the university provided food mm -hmm. yeah. for us. So now the parents were no, we're going to bring food for them because they can't eat on the campus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so that was a, an emotional attack, I think. Um, but all, with, with all of that, I think all of these things that were happening around my journey mm -hmm. um, basically showed me that I need to rely on God. Yeah, I can't do it without him, mm -hmm. especially coming from a different country mm. where now I'm in Alabama. It's the first time I've ever came to the U.S. Because mm -hmm. the first time I came to the U.S., I was maybe seven months old. Mm -hmm. I've never came to the U.S. again. So being a recent high school, you know, graduate, mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's a shock, you know, mm -hmm. like yeah. I, I already know how mm -hmm. to live with my parents and my brothers and my grandparents. Now I'm alone in a dorm mm -hmm. that that's all I have. Mm -hmm. um, and I got to know that that's not all I have. Mm -hmm. yeah. I have me, but I have the spirit with me mm -hmm. because everywhere I go, the spirit is with me. Amen. So my mom can't be here or my dad can't be here, mm -hmm. but I know the spirit is here to comfort me yep. and to strengthen me mm -hmm. and to empower me Amen. and to, you know, um, let me endure what mm -hmm. I need to go through in mm -hmm. order to complete God's will for my life. Yeah. Amen. Amen. What a good word. That's a good word. I know. Right there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she in just order preached, to endure, right? You got to have the spirit. Amen. I mean, the spirit is so important. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, the, the Lord said, and I will be with you always. And how mm -hmm. was he going to be with us always? He gave us his spirit mm -hmm. to give us grace in, in the most mm -hmm. unimaginable way that we would receive God himself, mm -hmm. the spirit. You know, that is awesome. So. That's and he's incredible. mighty in us at the times when we are the weakest, yep. yes. you know, because that's the time when we are reminded that it's not us, yep. that what we accomplish is him, him using us or working through us. And so it's like yeah. a reminder that when we are uh, broken, when the body is broken, because mm -hmm. the body is going to break down, yep. that that is not who I am. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's not who I am or that's not all I am. Yes. This is just yeah. a, a casing. Yeah. It's just a frame for the greatness that's within yeah and you are very good evidence of that yes yeah. Yeah. so Marley, you are also about to get married too like, <laughs> and he really said cool two because because i get yes. married really soon <laughs> and um you are finishing up your schooling mm -hmm. you're trying to get to the olympics the, all of these she's things, going to the olympics all of these Amen. things are happening <laughs> like crazy awesome things are happening how do you balance all of that it requires a lot of planning that's mm. that's really that's down to the T. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you don't plan, it's it's not gonna work. Mm -hmm. um, my father always told me, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. Mm -hmm. All throughout, you know, elementary, high school, and it's something that I've t taken, you know, from the island, and I've kept it with me mm -hmm. um, since I've arrived here. Mm -hmm. So I really I need to plan. Yep. You know, and the, the great thing about it is that planning also is a way for you to um, stay comforted, you know, um, but also we we got to know that we can plan all we want. But at the end of the day, it's the Lord that decides. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. um, 
So also don't be discouraged when your plans don't go the way, you know, you wanted it to. You know, it's Mm -hmm. good to have plans. It's good to have aspirations. You know, it's good to look forward to things. Mm -hmm. Um, But stay content, you know, with what God, you know, brings into your life. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I did. I know. I know that our our time is growing um, nigh. um, But I. You, you have this strong family. I, I keep hearing you talk mm-hmm. about the influence of your family. So what have they had to say about your success here in the States? Um, I think my parents are very proud. Um, I think one of my dreams would be for them to be here. Um, they've never been here in the States for the mm. past six years. It's only my dad that came when I was um, going through the surgery. Mm-hmm. So that was really hard for them, you know, hearing what I was going through. Um, but I thank God that he made a way for my dad to come here. Yeah. Um, so I think he's kind of like the messenger, you mm. know, like he came here and noticed that, you know, God's got it. Yeah. And for him to go back home and tell my family, hey, God's got it. Um, yeah. um, so I really pray and hope that this coming May, you know, when I walk across the stage, my parents, my mom, my dad and my two brothers can be here. Mm. Well, we'll be praying, yeah, for, we'll that be praying too. for that, too, mm-hmm. man. Well, Madeli, you are very obviously like gearing up to go out <laughs> into the world mm-hmm. and do some incredible things. How would you say looking to the future, looking to the things that you are to do? How would you say one changes the world? You know, um, it's very funny because I've been pondering on this question for a minute. Um, how does someone change the world? And I think, I think that someone cannot change the world. Mm. I think the only person that changed the world was Jesus, mm-hmm. and it will forever be Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that change, you know, in upon itself, for someone to be able to do it, right? First, we need acceptance. We need acceptance that we are not the people that can actually change it. Mm-hmm. We need the spirit. Yeah. So we need acknowledgement. So it needs mm-hmm. to be further with acknowledging that we need Jesus. We yeah. need the Spirit. Um, we need God. Yeah. We need the whole entire Trinity. You Amen. know, to to further what they want. You yeah. know, um, and us just being the vessel for them to use that. Yeah. Um, and then it follows with actions. It's yep. actions by um, every day. You know, um, acting out the love of Christ yeah. to ourselves Amen. and to others. Yeah. Um, so. To change the world, I think it takes more than just the worldly eyes to see it. Yeah. Because it starts with acknowledgement, acceptance. Mm-hmm. It continues with acknowledgement. Yep. And it furthers with actions. Yeah. Amen. Mm. What a good, yeah. good, that was a like good three-point sermon right there. I know. Shit. She's, she's preaching. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I did FCA, too. Huh? Like the fellowship of Christ. That's awesome. too much. There's a lot going There's on so here. Many there things. is a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. When well, you let him use you, he uses he you. He does. Yes, he does. <laughs> he does. Amen. And he's going to continue to use you. We believe it. We thank you for joining us, Marali. Thank you, And thank you, everyone out there who is listening and who has been listening. Uh, we are just excited to continue bringing some great people uh, to you, like Marily, Daniela, Monica, Valentina. Perfect. Oh. I got love it, it again. I love it. I'm telling you, you're batting a thousand. Oh my gosh. Well, uh, like we said at the beginning, my name is Darvin Wentes. I'm Ray Pearson Ben. We are your hosts, and we are so thankful for you. That was How to Actually Change the World with Marily Valentina. Thank you. God bless.